Okay, so what is our topic for today? Uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> I mean, we could. Nice. I'm sorry. Y- y'all, uh, y'all good? You got any more in there? Or no, gas no. In the tank? I had a Coke. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. I'm Bosco. And I'm Vishesh. And this is our, another episode of Two Halves of One Idiot, where me and Vishesh will pick a random topic uh, and we will riff on it. Uh, yeah. As you no. can see, we're off to a great start. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> this is I mean, this is a usual conversation for us, though. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who knows us knows that this is, uh, you know, this is par for the course for the two of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so shall we pick the topic? Let's do it. Let's oh do it. I'm I'm nervous and excited. Uh, tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. Okay, let's see what I picked. Oh, it seems like a... <laughs> oh, this God. is going to be a fun one. Oh, my God. So the topic I picked is minimum wage work. Oh boy. Okay. Wage work. (laughs) Uh, This is, I think a topic that any young adult or well, any young adult, especially of our generation can probably have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Considering that, uh, well, considering the state of the, the, the state of the economy over the last, what, like couple of decades, yeah um it seems that uh it seems like the minimum wage work is the kind of work that uh we all seem to be we all seem to be destined to do with <laughs> little hope of uh, upward mobility yeah um, unless course, unless you really want to be a manager at like a mcdonald's yeah and kudos or to you Depot or whatever any kind of retail outfit yeah and that's the thing i always found funny like any minimum wage job i've been at the the managers and assistant managers are just like a bunch of other like 20 year olds who (laughs) they're a bunch of people who really shouldn't be in management positions let's just say Mm -hmm. yeah they get power hungry oh unbelievably power hungry and they think that because they're managers that they, they they could just like like just shit on you, you know, and make you feel like crap. And it's like, this is the opposite of good management. You know, Uh, these are Uh, the kinds of people who were like, probably the kinds of people who were picked on for most of their lives. So now that they finally have an opportunity to be above somebody else, they, they, they just, they take that chance to be as like, as, (laughs) as shitty to them as possible. Yeah. It's a full on power trip for sure. Especially, at minimum wage jobs where they um, promote you to manager based on seniority rather than on skill. Mm. So it's basically whoever's next in line, who's been working there the longest. And sometimes it's just some idiot, you know, who just happened to be working there for two years. So they're like, let's, Oh, well he's next in line. Let's promote him. And then when they do become the assistant manager, you just can't take them seriously at all. (laughs) It's like, it's like living under a monarchy. You know, where like whoever, you know, the little the prince is next in line to be king and, you know, yeah. divinely appointed by God. Right. It doesn't matter if they're he's actually competent or not. <laughs> no, there it's it, it's like, well, that's the rule of the kingdom. Put them as assistant manager now. Yeah, it's basically like, you know, when you 
watch those things and it's like the fool king like they're like yeah, yeah. okay like i'm gonna hey, cut off his head <laughs> yeah yeah basically basically kind of like you know basically like caligula you know completely yeah. just unhinged and like off the like just totally unfit to rule but uh yeah. you know is handed that position anyway because why the hell not? <laughs> it's, it, they're next in line, man. Next of kin. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. um I remember. So my first job was working at Cinema Guzzo, mm. um, a long time ago when I was like sixteen to eighteen, roughly, and <laughs> that that was basically how it worked there. You got promoted up to uh, like projectionist and then assistant manager, based like on seniority. And how long you've been working there. So it would happen that the projectionists who are basically sort of like acting as supervisors for the ushers ended up being just people that we didn't take seriously or didn't respect in a way because we had just been working with them on the floor and knew them as people, as our like colleagues in a way. Yeah. And suddenly seeing them go from like a colleague who was just like the rest of us, you know, not following the rules and slacking off to suddenly a position of power where they're trying to act as if suddenly, <laughs> suddenly they're rule followers. You know what I mean? Like suddenly yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the rules are law. It's like, yeah, but just two months ago, you were in the back throwing garbage on another co-worker like come on you know it's like um i saw I, I saw you trying to sneak free popcorn just the other yeah yeah no exactly so it's like don't come to me and suddenly act like um and there was one manager it was so funny we had this big joke about this guy uh, he was a projectionist because at the end of the day the projectionist came down and would inspect all our like closing stuff to make sure we did everything right. Mm. And if there was still like, instead of letting us leave like 15 minutes early, if we were done, he just turned to us and he'd be like, uh, you know, like, uh, why don't you uh, go put some Ajax on it or something? <laughs> like that was his thing. Like, and it wasn't even specific. It was just like, yeah, go put some Ajax on it or something. And it's like, what is it even? Like, it it's became like, a huge joke. Like just put Ajax on everything. It's like in, uh, you, you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Windex. <laughs> the dad and that's like, oh, just uh, for every like you know injury or something breaking or whatever. Oh, just put some Windex on it, <laughs> fix everything. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest putting Ajax uh, Ajax on injuries, but <laughs> I just remember one day we were so annoyed and fed up, and you know, like as minimum wage workers, sometimes we pull pranks and we play jokes. Yeah, we got so fed up. We took like four cans of Ajax and we filled up like every single toilet, like to the max of Ajax filled all the urinals, put it in all the sinks. And <laughs> stupidly, we put it in the blow dryer and turned it around and turned it on. So it was just like a snow of Ajax in the entire bathroom. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you guys did it ever like did he ever see it? Did you guys ever get caught? Like was um, there not then but the funniest moment was we they never found out who but somebody in the the locker room areas you know where we keep all our jackets and stuff uh mm -hmm. the employee yeah the employee locker room areas somebody had dumped a bunch of ajax on the ground and just wrote ajax in it <laughs> like and they couldn't figure oh out my who God. <laughs> uh. so yeah i 
I honestly like as much as minimum wage jobs suck. Those were always my favorite parts. Those like fucking around parts. Yeah, I'm learning all this. I'm learning all this stuff about you because I knew you worked at. I knew you worked at Guzzo for a long time, yeah. but I didn't know the majority of what you got up to there. Oh man, I have so many stories. Um, I'd like to share, but uh, I, I've been talking a lot. I want to. I want to give you a little chance here <laughs> to talk. Um, since yeah. we were talking managers and stuff. Um, yeah. What, Actually, no. What's your experience? Because I know compared to I've done a lot of minimum wage work, but I know you haven't done like a As ton. Much. Yeah. So what's your experience with it? Yeah, I uh, well, most of my experience, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of experience with applying for minimum wage work <laughs> when I lived in Mon- when I back when I lived in Montreal and I was, you know, a teenager. Sort back of just in the day when I was just a young lad. I'm so old. I'm not really, but I'm um, 28 years old. I'm so old now. You know what? Considering all that we've been through so far, we feel much older than, than we really are. Yeah. Yeah. But all this to all this to say, I was um so yeah, I spent a lot of time applying to minimum wage work and not being able to find anything for I don't really know what reason, kind of reasons. Maybe they thought that uh, maybe it had something to do with my French bit not being like not being per- perfect enough, or maybe it had something to do with the way like you know maybe people saw me and th- and thought you know this guy is kind of uh, has kind of a baby face and is you know wait three dude you've had three a beard you've had a beard since you were born how did you have a baby face I don't well without well I mean. Even even with the beard, I kind of looked as if I was, you know, you no, know, sort no, of no, no, I don't, I don't wind, believe, dude. Come on, you know what I look like at sixteen? Yeah, you're saying you had a baby face. <laughs> yeah, but I look, I I sort of looked like I was, you know, people could sense that I was sort of right, kind of in my own world and a bit of an airhead, and you know, right, that one's fair. But it. I'm not buying the beard one, okay. <laughs> I'm not. You had a even dude, the I, hey, like, even the beard. Even the beard didn't help my my case. Like either way, you've had a much. beard since forever. So do not <laughs> like give me the baby face thing. Oh, good lord. Uh, yeah. So I I for a long time I for a long time I couldn't find any any work until uh, in 2014 when I was I think how old was I then? Like 20. One twenty-two, maybe. Um, I already know where this the, is going. <laughs> yeah, my 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 partner's uh, friend was actually working at this uh, website design firm in Montreal, in Montreal, like now Media, and they uh, were actually able to uh, through them. I got an interview, and I ended up getting my first my first minimum wage job as uh, as a phone sales rep, basically. <laughs> So I was cold calling people. Not helping to stereotype Vishesh. I know, right? I know. And I and what made it even better is they they sometimes you come up with uh some people came up with like fake names to help them on the phone or yeah. whatever. And mine I chose the most like I chose the most nondescript sounding name that didn't indicate any particular i thought would not indicate any particular ethnicity at all you want to know what my name was yeah yes please it was 
It was Colin James. Colin James. <laughs> yeah, which I found out later was the, also the name of a famous blues singer, which I had no idea of at the time. Oh, but, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, my partner pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Colin James. <laughs> and you know people- what? It, it, because it's interesting, because if it wasn't for your name, no one would ever be able to tell what your ethnicity is, because you yeah. you speak with well, when I such talk a like this, North American like accent yeah. right so a very clipped yeah kind of canadian accent i could be from yeah i could be from anywhere anywhere in north america i guess basically but um yeah it, it <laughs> so that's what i was doing i was calling people up and telling them i, I was it's, <sighs> i was telling them that basically telling them about the company and what they do and trying to make the initial pitch before they uh, before I transferred them to people in the other side of the sales team that right. were the closers who would basically try to like seal the deal. So I was in that, in that sort of hierarchy, I was an opener. And, you know, when you're, when you're a telemarketer, you, <laughs> you tend to encounter a lot of, um, uh what's the right word i'm looking for idiots um, vitriol from, from people <laughs> right yes um, and to us to a certain extent i get it like you don't want to be interrupted while you're you know while you're doing something else or while you're having dinner to be like hey buy my stuff yeah. you know i mean there's always but, the option to just not answer the phone either you yeah know? right like, like <clears throat> but i had a oh my god i had people like i mean i ha- i've had people like yell at me i had people swear at me um, and this is all just like, and I mean, this is as a, as a male, you know, as a male telemarketer, you know, yeah. the stuff I heard that the stuff I heard that, that from like my female coworkers, what they had to put up with from really Oof. gross men on the other end of the line was just, uh, it was, it's, it's quite nauseating really. Yeah. So, no kidding. Um, yeah. So I didn't, e- I didn't even get the worst of it, but, um, yeah, but, but it, the- it, all that to say, like. It, these kind of jobs can be really soul sucking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found that out, you know, I, I found that out the hard way. It's like, Oh, this is what I've been missing all this time. <laughs> nice. Really, really nice. But and it um, builds character. It, oh God. <laughs> I don't even get me. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> kind of thinking, uh, but, but yeah, the yelling, even the yelling and the swearing, I didn't mind so much, but I had one guy, I had one guy um, like very calmly and very condescendingly give me like a lecture on how like, you know, I'm on how like I'm contributing nothing to society and I should really like rethink all the life decisions that have brought me to this point. And he's just going on and on and on. And I'm, I know I should probably like, I, I, well, if it were anybody else, I would just hang up, but we're not supposed to do that. Right. You're not supposed to hang up on potential clients so i have to keep listening to this guy you know talk at me about you know and basically tell me why i'm just the scum of the earth yeah and and then at the end of it he and i will always relish this moment at the end of it he asked to be put on the do not call list so we wouldn't call him again yeah and what i did instead oh no was I put his number on the callback list <laughs> so that 
so that people would he would get a ton more goals from. Oh, the that's amazing! Uh, Look at you giving out the petty revenge. On yeah, the- revenge is revenge is a dish best served cold. Mm-hmm. I never got to speak to him again, unfortunately, but I know he got to speak to one of my coworkers. So. <laughs> I'm sure that went really well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, hey, if you're gonna be a dick. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and that's the thing, like after your experiences working as like at a call center, it's basically like a call center, right? Like as a sales rep, um, I, I realized that there's no reason to get upset. It's just another kid. Basically, basically they're like kids who are working there. You know, I knew high school students who worked at these places. Yeah. They're just kids doing their job because they need a job to make money, you know, because that's. Yeah what they do so why get angry at them however i will say i can understand people's disdain because of all the scam calls that happen now especially oh, now because yeah. those those are those are shitty people who deserve all the hate and vitriol that they oh get. yes people who like call from like saying they're from revenue canada that like you haven't paid your taxes and we're going to yeah. arrest you blah 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 like trying to especially in trying to people who try to scam elderly folks oh like, yeah yeah like are, i've those There's, people are the scum of the earth as far as yeah, I'm like calling and being like, hey, it seems like your Apple product, you spent too much. We're going to refund you. But then they end up refunding them like thousands more and being like, oh, no, this is terrible. You got to send us the money and like go get. <sighs> and I don't get the whole gift card thing. You're like, go get us gift cards. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this guy. Uh, there's this guy on YouTube. I love he he calls back these scammers like when he gets scam calls he calls them back but while he's on the scam call and on his computer he's able to like infiltrate their computer and just starts like deleting files and oh all wow. that. So it's so great it's so that's, great that's punk as hell <laughs> yeah no kidding it, it, it's Damn. so funny back to what you're saying you know people getting angry like i've worked any customer service job where you're dealing with people there's always the people that they just feel that they you know, the the whole idea of like, oh, the customer is always right, which is total horseshit. I don't believe that. The customer is not always right. I don't know who started this crap, but no, because all it's made is entitled people who think they're always right. And it, it it's just insanity, you know, when yeah. you're dealing with these kind of people who um, just constantly berate you with criticisms and it's like, Oh, I'm never coming here again. And it's like, good. Like, we don't want you here. Leave. Like you're, you think you're doing us a disservice, but you're really doing us a service. Okay. Like we will be happy. Oh, I'm never coming to the store again. Promise. (laughs) Yeah. Are you sure? I'll take you, uh, I'll take you up on that. If I see you here next week. (laughs) Yeah. I know you're lying. I'm going to tell all my friends never to shop here. Well, if they're anything like you, hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> Have you seen there's a, there's this TikTok um, compilation that I think I sent it to you. You know, the guy who works at Ikea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, so, oh, And then hilarious. it's like he, he gives the answer and it's like the music like boom. <laughs> like, oh, those cracked me up. But he he's oh. speaking the truth. He's yeah. speaking the truth. Like, it's so funny. And I remember when I used to work at the cinema, uh, people who would try to get refunds, mm. but it's like you sat through the whole movie. <laughs> you you can't come after the movie is done and be like, I didn't like it. I mean, we like we gave refunds to people who left halfway. They're like, I can't mm-hmm. like this movie sucks. I'm leaving halfway. Can I have a refund? We're like, yeah. And we give them like a free 
pass to see a different movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But people who stayed the whole time, they're like, you watched the whole movie. No, <laughs> no. Like, I'm sorry, but no. Oh, my God. Uh, some customers are just, uh, man, they're, they're just incorrigible. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy I haven't worked too many customer service minimum wage jobs like mm. I, there was the cinema job which was like the big one and i worked yeah. at the, uh the super club videotron for a bit you know movie rentals but mm-hmm. it, customers at movie rentals are not crazy you know yeah no nah, they, they they get their movies uh, if you don't have they're like do you have this movie i'm like no we don't I, oh well uh the only thing that really bugged me there was like all the weird perverts that always rented like pornos Um, which is so odd because I was working there at a time where, you know, the internet existed and there was free porn everywhere, basically. Yeah. I I don't even, you think that they'd spring for what they wouldn't have to pay for, but yeah. Like, I don't even get it. Like going to this, going to the movie rentals to rent out a porno. Like why? (laughs) Like what, why, what purpose are you seriously going to sit through the whole thing? And be like, oh yeah, this is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. I only watch it for the plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm, this is a well-written, well-shot movie. <laughs> um, and and I remember, yeah, one guy, uh, because when it was new movies, uh, they were one-day rentals, and this guy rented three new porno movies. So it was three one-day rental porno movies. I'm like, my God, this guy's just gonna have a marathon tonight. <laughs> Like what's going on? Like, there's no way you're watching all three of these movies in one night. Like what's going on? Don't think you'd have any fluids left in you by the end of that. No, it's, it's, it's just basically dust at that point. Yeah. It's gross. But yeah, other than that, my other minimum wage jobs were like, I worked as a line cook, you know, Uh, so I didn't have to deal with the customers. Um, I dealt with the, the staff and, basically my supervisors and stuff. And Mm. I worked in the stock room of a clothing store of Azara's. So I didn't have to deal with customers there either. So Mm. ah, though that, that wasn't too bad. I mean, they still, no, I actually liked the line cook one, but the Zara one was probably the worst job I've ever done. Talk about Uh. soul sucking. I, I was, Oh, Okay. I'll talk about this. <laughs> I was in, I, I worked in the stock room, which is basically you're in the back and I was in a specific section. It was the shoe section where there's no, look, this is just a mind numbing job. I'm grabbing shoes, putting them together and prepping them and I'm putting them on a shelf. And then I'm just doing that for like eight hours. And good God. And you know me, right? You know me. I need a challenge. I need to be stimulated. If Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm bored as hell and I'm going to lose my mind. And to make matters worse, this gets worse. To make matters worse, not only was it mind numbing, uh, I couldn't listen to music while I did it. Oh, I that sucks. couldn't have my phone on me because for some reason, minimum wage jobs are, they hate, they, they're big on no, no phones on you at all. Uh, because apparently it's the worst thing in the world. Um, I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone. If the managers came in and they saw you talking to a coworker, they, they basically reprimanded you. You were like given a warning and, it was basically like being in solitary confinement at a prison. 
Mm, that's essentially what it, I couldn't even go to the bathroom. I had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. Oh God. I couldn't, I couldn't have water. I had to ask permission to be able to drink water on the job. You know, that sounds, yeah, that the sad thing is that sounds like it's more and more commonplace. I know. And and this is so many different workplaces. I know. And this is so funny because this is something I noticed now working at an actual, like what I'm going to call an actual job, like a career job, you know, for a company that's worth my while, it's like the complete opposite. You know, I could have my phone on me. I can eat at my workstation. I could listen to music. You know, if they walk in and I'm napping while my video stuff is rendering, they're like, yeah, well, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, you get all these perks, free coffee. You know, I could, I could pop out and talk to my coworkers if I want to. And they don't Mm -hmm. care as long as you're doing the work, it's totally fine. And and it's so funny because that's a job where I'm getting paid like an actual wage that's worth my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like an actual yeah. living wage plus more. But then at the minimum wage job where we're getting paid nothing, they treat it like, like a prison. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's so strict and, and, and so fascistic almost, you know, it's, yeah. it's completely insane. You would think at a minimum wage job, you're getting paid that little, like, fuck the least you could do is let us use the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And of course, you know, no, ben- no benefits involved with that kind of work either. No paid Nothing. sick days or and, and anything like that, which during a pandemic, I mean, hell, everybody, everybody needs that. Yeah. You're I'm- treated better at a high paying job than you are at the low paying job. It's so strange. I mean, you should be treated well, no matter what job you're at. Yeah. Like, you but it's just weird that the place where they're paying you nothing is basically where you're treated the worst. Mm-hmm. And that's just sick to me. Like the manager I had. Okay. So this is a, a story of the worst manager I've ever had in my life. It was oh, the manager boy. I had at Zara. And this was around the time that one of my, okay. So one of my exes had just broken up with me and mm-hmm. a breakup's hard. And it was one of the really bad ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend Victor was also working there and it just happened that this one Sunday, cause it was like literally, I think my first shift after it all went down kind of thing. So obviously I'm not in the best headspace, right? And Victor's my friend. So I'm talking to him because, you know, emotional support from friends is important and mm-hmm. I need to talk about it and I'm not feeling well. And because I'm not doing well, I'm not being the most productive that I can be at work because, Mm. you know, that makes sense. Now, as a manager, you see that one of your employees, their productivity has dropped. What do you think you should do? Mm. I'm I'm asking you, let's say you're the manager. Your employee's productivity has dropped. What do you think you should do? Well, if I were in that position, I would, I would, well, I would talk to them and Mm. I, and I'd be like, Hey, I've noticed your, I've, I've noticed your work has been kind of dipping in quality lately. What's, uh, what's, what's been going on? What's, what's been happening? Cause I'd assume that I, my natural, my first assumption would be is that, okay, something is probably happening in this person's life that yes. is, is affecting their performance because we're only human. You know, we like at some point our emotional lives are going to dip into our, our work lives. And it's part of the, you know, Part of being an adult is navigating that. So, yeah, yeah, that's 
what I would do. I would try to talk it out with them and see what, like, okay, what can I do to like, is there anything I could do to actually like help this person, you know, be their, be their best basically. So that's what a good manager would do. Mm. Uh, This manager uh, instead thought the right thing to do was to call me to the side and condescend me, criticize me, and make me feel like I'm just the worst, crappiest person in the world. Because that, that is how you motivate your employees, right? <laughs> By just tearing them apart without <sighs> any care of their well-being. It turned, Britt, take me to the side, like, oh, I noticed you were t- t- talking to your friend the whole time, and, and you didn't even finish the work, and, and then you're probably like, this is unacceptable. Also, you use the bathroom a lot. To like <laughs> me, you know, like yeah. Sorry, I have bodily functions. Yeah, sorry, I drink. Yeah, sorry, I drink a lot of water because it gets it's hot back here, and I get dehydrated. And you know, I need water to survive. And mm-hmm. because I drink so much water, I have to pee. Like for Christ's sake, you know, like. God. Um, so that was their approach. And after that happened, and I obviously felt like ten pounds of shit. I was mm-hmm. like. I, I got to leave this job. I can't mm. like, why, why should I be at a place where you're treated like this? That, that, that's just, that's just complete disrespect. And that's just terrible management. Like this person, yeah. is a terrible, like they should not be a manager. No, no, there's, yeah. There are so many people who just, yeah, they have yeah. no idea how to. Cause then I think about like, the supervisors and managers I have at my current job, like, mm. con- like, uh, actually the two jobs I do, like one of them, they're always checking in on me. Like, Hey, how are you doing this week? I'm like, Oh, like I'm having a rough week this week. They're like, that's great. Uh, take time for yourself. It's understandable. You know, the other place, Oh, just checking in. See, how are you doing? Oh, I'm having a little like, Oh, something rough. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's figure it out. You know, like, Hey, uh, that was a rough night last night. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. You know, like, like always checking in always like they're looking out for you and stuff Mm. it's like this is how it should be like how do you expect your employees to do well when you're treating them like crap you know what ironically enough like i you know i just i just went on about like my first job and how like how crappy the work was but you know what the only thing that really kept me that really kept me going was the fact that i we our team had a really good manager who like did her best to make sure that where our morale was up and that mm-hmm. we were all, you know, we were performing in an environment where we felt, where we felt value, even nice. though, you know, the work that we're doing, you know, she would, she would like play music to motivate us. Oh, that's like, awesome. She really went because she, I think it was, I think it's really because she started out in the same position as us. You know, she was also an opener. She also yeah. had to kind of, you know, you know, she worked her way up to being a supervisor. So she knew what it was like. Mm-hmm. So, it, I, th- that was honestly the only like I still remember I, I still remember that I still remember how that everything she did kind of just kept us you know just kind of kept us going so yeah that's like a, really a good manager can make such a difference even in a crappy work environment oh it really does it, it makes a difference between I hate this place and I don't like the work but I could tolerate being here right yeah yeah it, it, it really does because a good management will at least make you feel like you're welcome and that, you know, even if the work sucks, at least you can enjoy your time there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, you know, in spite of myself, I did. <laughs> I came out of it with a, I came out of it with a few stories, at least. Yeah. Oh, I, I, please tell the famous story that you've told me. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what John I'm talking about? The, oh, is it this? The, the fertilizer manure. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I told that one for. I told that one for years and it's a great, one. I made people, I made, I made people believe it was real because I needed something to wait. It wasn't real. No, but it was funny. It wasn't real. Dude, this whole time <laughs> you made me believe it was, Oh my God. And you know, what's the worst part? I'm like, yeah. the whole time I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah. Like when you're telling it to me, I'm like, this has got to be made. like, no one has this much lack of self-awareness. You know what I mean? I'm like, this can't be real, but you were so like, no, no, no. I'm telling you it's real. I know. I'm like, I'm <laughs> dude. I am so upset right now. I pranked all of you. Oh my God. <laughs> I am both really upset, but really happy. <laughs> like that is so great. Yeah. Can you tell it anyways? Can you just tell sure. it anyways? Oh the, yeah, absolutely. So, so what happened was, um, <laughs> what really happened? So I called this, I called this company and, uh, the name that I was looking for was, uh, okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. The name that I, that was on the screen as I was, uh, uh, as I was calling them, was Jack Shit. <laughs> shit spelled S C H I T T, like like shit's like Shit's Creek, basically. Um, so I go, hi, could I speak to Jack, please? Who? Uh, Jack Shit. And then the other person on the line goes, son, you've got the wrong number. I get calls all the time for people telling me they're looking for Jack Shit, and I keep telling them I lo no longer know Jack Shit. Clearly you don't, sir. <laughs> Sorry for the call. Uh, would you happen to know another number at which I could reach Mr. Shit? And he goes, well, he used to have this number. Uh, matter of fact, I reckon he gave me another one after him and his brother done moved two states down. Here, let me give it to you. So then I put the new number into the system, you know, as per protocol. And yeah. then I move on with my day. Then another day, uh, I think it was two days after that. Hi, can I speak to... Uh, I see the name. Hello. Uh, yes. Hi. Can I speak to Jack? Jack shit, please. He goes, oh, well, uh, I'm afraid he's out right now, but uh, I'm his brother bull. I'm the co-owner of the business. Maybe I could help you. And then I just, there's a pause and he goes, hello. I yes. Hi, sir. Sorry. Uh, just to confirm, I heard that right. You said your name was bull. He goes, oh, well, uh, my real name is Benjamin, but everybody I know calls me Bull. What can I do for you, sir? <laughs> so I go into the pitch and I inform Mr. Benjamin Bullshit about how we <laughs> created a free preview of a website design for the business that's co-owned by him and his brother, Jack. And guess what Jack and Bullshit do? They manufacture and sell fertilizer. <laughs> and the name of their company is a crock of shit. Oh, man. And they didn't end up going with uh, they didn't end up going with uh, the offer, unfortunately. Oh, because, that's um, disappointing. Because, yeah, because apparently their business was doing so well by word of mouth. <laughs> they didn't need a website. <laughs> man, people were just full of shit, right? Yeah. Yep. 
just like you were. And so was I. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's so funny because, like, hearing it now, especially, I'm like, of course, this was a made up story. (laughs) Like, this couldn't have been real. Like, who goes around like, oh, yeah, everyone calls my bull and my last name said, oh, my life bullshit. <laughs> like, who does that? Uh, oh, you know, we imagine if we did like a, imagine if we did a sketch comedy series about those two. <laughs> Jack shit and bullshit. The shit brothers. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. That would be uh, right up our alley. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. jokes can we fit into one? Uh, a, a lot, a lot yeah, of poop it's jokes. a that's going to be 600 episodes of just nonstop poop jokes. <laughs> yeah, if anyone could do it, I think it's us, man. Yep. Hey, well, you know what? We still have that episode of poop coming up. Oh, yeah, eventually. We're gonna whenever one of these days, look, guaranteed. Whenever we do pick that topic, it's going to be a nice four hours of us just like if anyone could talk about poo for like four hours, it's us like guaranteed. Watch it. It turns out it's like our oh, my God. Imagine our (laughs) right after right after our episode of um, of what the fuck media. Yeah. What was it? No, for for, for fuck's sake. Yeah, for fuck's sake media. Flamingos. After that one, we end up talking. Oh, I mean, that would be very apropos, right? Like, yep. Oh, it's God. a what, what a what a better segue to get to pood and through pink flamingos. <laughs> Are we gonna bring this God. movie up every episode now? Like, I don't want to talk gonna, about it. It's gonna become. <laughs> it's gonna become a tradition. Hey, um, <laughs> speaking of movies, uh, yep. I used to work at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I just have so many stories. Okay, so speaking of movies, oh my god! Um, So, you remember the movie Notorious B.I.G.? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. About um, Notorious B.I.G. About Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that movie came out. The Mm. biopic came out, Mm. and they obviously didn't expect it to be as popular as it was because it was placed in it was placed in a large cinema but not one of the biggest ones i mean like the rooms you know like the different oh, uh, yeah. the halls so it was placed in one of the uh like medium sized halls um the first showing was packed to the brim like the whole cinema was full 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 and because they didn't expect it to have so many people the movie started about 20 to 30 minutes late because it was okay. just it was just a packed house hmm. uh, and they didn't like I said, they didn't expect that many people. So they were like, OK, hmm. let's just let's just wait, you know, as people are filing in and stuff. So it started late. Okay. Uh, and because this movie was so po- apparently so popular, the next showing after it, the lineup for it was huge. I've never oh. seen a lineup this big for a movie before. And this is notorious B.I.G. Like even Avatar didn't have a lineup this big. Okay. And uh, we, so the line, but because the movie started 30 minutes late, Mm. people are waiting in line. The movie's going to start at nine 30. It's nine 45. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. We're missing the movie. And, I, me and this other guy were put in front of Notorious B.I.G., like in front of the hall to tell oh, people that the movie is not done yet. Please go wait in line. And, you know, obviously they're very upset because oh, the movie. and no matter how many times you tell them, like, no, don't worry. The movie started late. 
just wait, you know, patience is a virtue. Uh, They were getting upset. They were trying to like come to us. And I'm like, no, 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 go to the line. And I hate when they do this. I'm like, go, there's a huge lineup. Look at the lineup. And then they get like super upset at you. About the like, as if I came up with the lineup. I'm like, I'm sorry, yeah. you didn't see the line. And I, it, it's very clear they're trying to like just cut in front of the mm-hmm. line. They, yeah, they're like, ooh, like feign ignorance. And it's like, nah, 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 nah. Go, go. I'm sorry, you you don't get special privilege for being an idiot. Okay. Um. So yeah, the lineup, and they oversold. This is the worst part. They just oversold this hall. Whoever mm. the people at the ticket booths were, were not paying attention and they oversold the hall. Um, so the movie's not done yet. And it's almost 30 minutes past the start time of the next showing. And the guy at the front, whoever was at the front of the line got pissed off and he opened the line himself. He was like, fuck this. And I like opened the line and me and the guy in front of the door, we turn around, we hear like a rumble in the distance and we see this massive wave of people coming towards the hall. And we're just like, ah! and they stop and we're basically in front of the door and they form this like semicircle in front of us. And it's just full, like a sea of people. There's no way I'm getting through that. And they're yelling at us like, What's going? and we're like, the movie has not finished yet. Please wait. Like go at this point saying going back in line is impossible because there is no line. The line doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> no one's going to form a line. It's not like with kids, like please form a line, single file. You know, no one's yeah. going to do that here. Um, and then the movie finished and I'm like, Oh, the movie's done. And I go to open the door and wouldn't you know it, all the people think it's time for them to come, you know, into the cinema. So oh, imagine <laughs> me and this guy, me and this other usher, um, this huge wave of people coming into the cinema because they want to see the movie, but also the huge wave of people coming out of the cinema because it just finished. And both of us just in the middle, like, Oh my God. (laughs) And it's just this like two pillars of people just smashing into us. Oh God. And we're lost. Like, you know, like when you're at sea and you're lost at sea kind of thing, we're yeah. just like, oh, 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 and I'm small. I'm a short guy. Right. And I was even I hadn't fully grown yet. I was 16. So I was like really tiny and I'm just lost in the sea of people. And it's complete chaos, complete insanity. No way we could clean this hall because, you know, you're supposed to clean the halls between. No way we yeah. could do it. And the manager's sitting there like, holy crap, like what the hell's going on here? Um, and then wouldn't you know it, some of the customers had the gall to leave the theater and be like, wow, this theater's filthy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This theater's dirty. It's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come on. And then the worst is the manager's like, you didn't have time to clean the theater. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have. Uh, yeah. Maybe I could have tried and got crushed to death. Like, oh man. That, you know, it's stories like that, that make me go, you know what? Maybe I'm happy I did work a minimum wage job once in a while. Because <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah. You're yeah. never going to get an experience like that anywhere else. Like, no, let's be honest. No, it's true. Yeah. I actually, like, look back at the Guzo Towns. Because we used to try to entertain ourselves as ushers. Mm. And we do, like, pranks and stuff. Like, 
I remember this one time I entered the back room where like the garbage and all the supplies are. And I just remember one guy grabbing the thing of Ajax and just like throwing it all over one guy. <laughs> and he was just covered head to toe in Ajax. Oh my Lord. <laughs> or I took one of the, um, the plum sauce uh, th- packets and I mm-hmm. popped it onto a guy's back. <laughs> and it was all over. And when he found out, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, oh my gosh, some guy jizzed on me. <laughs> like he was freaking out. Um, or we used to do dares. Like, okay, so you know how there's like uh, the ticket people at uh, the front that like rip the tickets? Yeah. So to entertain ourselves, we used to dare each other like fun ways to rip the tickets. So one was like, okay, when you rip the ticket, go you know, like, and like, they do like a little, like they thrust their hip out a little bit. Um, and so one guy did it, but it was too subtle. He was like, oh, it's going to be halt and to your right. And it's like, no, 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 too subtle. You have to do the whole action. So another guy went and he's like, let me try it. He's like, it'll be halt three, but he laughed immediately, just ruining the joke. So I'm like, I'll do it. So I go, I do it. I'm like, okay, it's going to be halt 10. Here you go. Halt 10. Here you go. And then they were laughing. They're like, you lost a bet, didn't you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite, my favorite one, we dared one guy to, instead of ripping the ticket, rip it like on the rope, you know, the ropes at the cinema. Oh, and yeah, yeah. like slide it on the rope there. And he's like, all right. <laughs> and then of course, of course, like who's next to come get their tickets ripped, but like very intimidating, like big guys, you know, like you don't want to mess with these people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but, and he was so nervous and he's like, Hey, it's going to be hall four. And then he just like very slowly, he turned to the ropes and just started like ripping it on the rope very slowly, like just r- sliding it against it. Like, <laughs> and he gave it, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, dude, that was the best one. Like, meanwhile, those guys would have been looking at him like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, basically they were very deadpan, just staring at it. Like, all right. Okay. Or uh, the, the time that we were cleaning a hall and there was only one person. It was like one of those like Saturday afternoon type things where there's nobody at the cinema. And it was just a lady with her baby watching a movie, like Mm -hmm. whatever. And the movie finishes and me and the other usher were going in and she leaves with the baby and she's like smiling at us. She's like, yeah, goodbye, you know, whatever. Um, And we're like, okay. And we arrive to, it's empty, uh, but we go to check where she was sitting because we saw something in her cup holder. So we're like, oh, she left a drink in her cup holder. It wasn't a drink. You know what the hell she left in the cup holder? Oh, God. Her baby's dirty diaper. Oh, She changed her baby's dirty diaper, left it in the cup holder, and here we are like, I'm not picking this up. And the guy, the guy, the other usher, fine, like he lost, like we did like a rock, paper, scissors thing, and he lost, and he like picked it up, like, he's like, "Eh, eh," and he like threw it in the garbage, and he he was so pissed, he's like, this fucking lady, this fuck, you know, and she took the, like, it was one of those uh, theaters that have like an elevator, because she had like the baby buggy, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna, she's in that elevator, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it, do the emergency stop, I'm gonna open those doors, and I'm gonna take a fucking shit on her, okay? So she fucking (laughs) likes it. He was so pissed, and it was, oh my god! And I'm just laughing my ass off because it was oh, so ridiculous. Man, this is why we need baby changing stations, everybody. 
Well, I mean, who who does uh, the, who does that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> At least throw it in the garbage, like. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that must have been a fun little surprise. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, no, you know what was fun little surprises when we had to do like deep cleaning and we'd remove the uh, like the seat cushion and find a dead mouse under it. That was oh. a fun surprise. <laughs> that was a fun surprise. Minimum and wage jobs, man. <laughs> they're just yeah, hallmark of the absurd. And I remember once I was um, I was working at uh, I was working at a Valley Village when we were I was living in Victoria a few years ago, and. <laughs> customers would always ask me like in an attempt to like connect with me i guess they'd ask they always ask me like these the most like random questions about my ethnicity or like the languages they they thought i spoke like one time i was like um okay so in in valley village there's like there's a key to the washrooms right that every employee like has on them at some point it kind of gets passed around and if somebody asks you're supposed to you're supposed to give it to them so i was yeah, and it was a little key with a little like uh, miniature poop emoji, like smiling poop emoji <laughs> at the end of it. It was, it was pretty cute, actually. Aww. But um, <laughs> I was leading this one person to the washroom, and I'd like open the door for them and let them in, blah blah blah. And then as soon as the door closed, this other guy that I'd been helping earlier just like popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> like almost, I was almost like you'd expect him to be accompanied by like a slide whistle, like a that kind of thing. And he was just like, oh, so how do you say hi in Singhalese? Like, just, <laughs> he just popped up to ask me this random question. And I'm like, ah, like, buddy. <laughs> just here to scared let the crap out the of bathroom. you. Yeah, like, were you just hiding there the whole time? <laughs> he was ready. He's like, when this guy comes around, I'm going to pop out. I'm going to scare him with a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Or just watch me. He's like hiding in like the clothes. Like, <laughs> Uh, he like pops out of a urinal like ah. <laughs> hello there buddy <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I come back to haunt you <laughs> to be honest like as much as we hate stupid customers i love that kind of stupid customer <laughs> who is just so absurd that you're like how can i not laugh you know uh, uh again while i was working at the cinema <laughs> <laughs> some guy walks in with his girlfriend he's uh he must have been haitian there's a lot you know the the haitian population in uh montreal is pretty big yeah right yeah uh so he must have been haitian and he's walking in with his girlfriend and he's looking up at the movies because you know when you walk in all the movies are listed right above the mm-hmm. uh the cash red uh, like the ticket booth so he's looking up and he's like pow 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 avatar and he he walks up to the ticket booth and he's like, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, kill film, kill film, kuta, kill film, kuta, yeah, 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 kill film, kill film, kill film." Which that could have easily just been like, uh, "Bonjour, yeah, kill film, ici." I don't know why he made such a big show of it. Uh, so the lady, and I was, I was, uh, at the door, you know, like the ticket guy who yeah. works the ticket. So I was right there. So I got to see it. And the girl in the ticket booth starts listing off, uh, the movies that are showing there. So blah, 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 blah. And then she arrives on Marmaduke. Remember Marmaduke? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but this guy yeah. is speaking French. So she tries to, how do you say Marmaduke in French? Very difficultly. So <laughs> she's like, uh, Marmaduke. And he's like, <gasps> Mamadou, Mamadou, film africain, Mamadou, Mamadou, film africain, où est Mamadou? 
Ooh, hey, Mamadou. And he's like looking, he's trying to look for this movie that doesn't exist, like in the, <laughs> where all the movies are listed. Aww. And he's like frantically looking. He's like, film africain, Mamadou. Ooh, hey, Mamadou. Ooh, hey, Mamadou. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, no. Marmaduk. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> but that was so, I'll never forget that because it was so absurd. <laughs> Just this guy looking, ooh, hey, Mamadou. <laughs> Oh, that's that's an expression that stuck with me for a long time. <laughs> Ooh, hey, mama, do. Ooh, hey, ooh, hey. <laughs> oh, there must be some. I mean, and imagine he years later, he did eventually find this like <laughs> obscure African film called Mamadou. <laughs> yeah. How excited he was. <gasps> Mamadou, je t'ai trouvé, Mamadou. <laughs> Trina. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even oh, watch man. it. He just yells at it for like an hour. <laughs> There, there are so many like, man, there are just like, I seem, I seem to be in a sketch comedy mood lately, but there's, there's so many sketches that you can derive from these, just these stories. Oh, 100%. Like... <laughs> oh, I got a, when I was working at the Super Club Videotron, I got a prank call once, Yeah. but it was such a subtle prank call that when I hung up, I was like, was that a prank call? <laughs> Like, that's how subtle it was. Wow. Um, it, so we get the call and I answer. I'm like, hello, Super Club Videotron. How can I help you? And on the other end is a man with a very thick Indian accent. And he's like, hello, I'm looking for. I'm not going to do the accent for, for your sake, but he's like, hello, I'm looking for a Bollywood film. Do you have Bollywood films? And I'm like, yeah, we do. We have Bollywood films. Uh, which one in particular are you looking for? And he's like, OK, uh, do you have and he, he starts listing these like Bollywood films that one, I can't understand what he's saying because, you know, they, they're all in like Tamil or um, whatever. Uh, Hindi or yeah. Yeah. Hindi, Tamil. Uh, so they have all these names that obviously if I just hear them, I'm not, my ear is not going to catch quite what he said. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, so he's naming these, but we don't have so I'm like, so he'll name one. He'll be like, do you have uh Lungan? I don't want to make up words here, but, <laughs> but you get the, you know what? Yeah, I get the idea. If you give me permission, I'll make up words just for the sake of flow here. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. So he'd be like, do you have Lungan And I'm like, no, we don't have Lungan He's like, how about uh Ninda? I'm like, we don't have uh Ninda. How about uh Lumpa Dumba? I'm like, we don't have that. And he's just listing and listing and listing. And every single one, I'm like, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have. And I'm on the call for like five minutes now. And, you know, wanting to do good customer service, obviously, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find this movie for this guy, right? Like, we're going to find mm. him a movie. And my coworker starts laughing. And at one point I laughed because my coworker made me laugh. And the guy in the other room was like, this is not funny. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And finally, he's like, he says one, like, do you have Bollywood Hollywood? I'm like, yes, we do have Bollywood Hollywood. He's like, okay, do you have? And then he starts listing off more films. Oh and then finally he's like, okay, I'll get Bollywood Hollywood. Can you, can you put that on the side for me? I'm like, yeah, of course. So you could put it on the side, right? Yeah, 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 I could go get it. I'm going to go get it. After we're, I'm done the call, I'll go get it, put on the side. He's like, oh, you're going to do it right away? I'm like, right away. It's reserved. He's like, he's like okay, I want to make sure no one else gets it. No one else is going to get it, sir. You'll be fine. He's like, okay, okay. Um, another question, when we come pick it up, uh, do you have, like, my brother is in a wheelchair. Um, do you have wheelchair ramps? I'm like, we do not have wheelchair ramps, but it's on the first floor, so he can come in. 
Like he, we don't need wheelchair ramps here. He's like, okay, because he's in a wheelchair, will he be able to come in? I'm like, yep. Uh, people in wheelchairs have come in before uh, with no problems. He's like, okay, because he's in a wheelchair. Uh, does he have to go? How many stairs will he have to go up? There's no stairs, sir. We're on the first floor. So on the second floor though, I'm like, there's no second floor, but the second floor, how many, is it a bit? I'm like, there's no second floor. He's like, is there no, there's no, we're on the first floor. You know, I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be calm here and respectful. It's like, yeah, yeah, because he's in a wheelchair. Uh, so I just want to make sure there's right. Like, it's fine. He's like, okay. Cause so my brother's going to come pick it up. He's in a wheelchair. He has uh, no arms and no legs. Um, so uh, he's coming to pick it up. I'm like, all right. Uh, uh, he's like, okay, my brother's coming. Uh, bye. And then I hung up and then that, like, after I hung up, I was like, I hope this is true. Yeah. I'm like, I hope this is true. I, and I hope Did you- that 30 minutes from now, a guy with no arms and no legs is coming in in a wheelchair to pick up a movie. I really hope this is true because the really dark part of me was the, was like, I need to see this. Like I need, but I'm like, this had to have been a joke by the no legs and no arms part. I'm like, this had to have been a joke. And <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to ask this with perfect seriousness. Yeah. Did you see a guy with no arms and no legs? To my disappointment, nobody came Um, and they never came to pick up the movie. The movie stayed on that counter all night until the next day. I was very disappointed, Uh, (laughs) but it's not even like, oh, I want to see this because it's funny. It's more just like the astonishment of it. Right. Kind of like the the, like this, this like this. I, I, I need to see this for myself kind of thing. It was just surprising. And I'm like, I I got played. I'm like, this was the most elaborate prank call I've ever heard because we were on the line for like 10 minutes talking. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and there was no indication that this was a prank call because I just thought it was a confused immigrant trying to find a movie. Mm. That's all I thought it was. Just he was a confused immigrant trying to find a movie and I was just trying to help him. Mm hmm. And I got played. <laughs> I got played. <laughs> it's true because most prank calls tend to last like, what, five seconds maybe? Yeah. If yeah. you're like, you know, just trying to get the, you know, trying to get a rise out of whoever's on the other end. Like, exactly. Yeah. But never to, unless they were having a challenge, like how long can you keep the person on the line before they realize it's a prank call? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it was wonderful. <laughs> uh, so that's my, uh, Hey, working at the call center, did you ever get like prank stuff like that? Um, not pranks necessarily, but I did get one. That's like, I did get one where I, I called the, it is the name came up on the screen mm-hmm. and I was like, and I didn't hear anything. So yeah. I was just like, uh, hello. And I was ready to go and pitch. I was like, hello. And then nothing like, for nothing for a while and then right before i hang up i just hear (laughs) just like the longest loudest wettest fart why did i know that was gonna happen why did i predict in my head i'm like i know where this is going it's gonna be a fart yeah it's all so basically every one of (laughs) i know every one of my almost every one of my stories so far has involved a variation on like 
toilets and poo and farts. Yeah. Well, one of them wasn't true. One of them wasn't real. It wasn't true. (laughs) So you, you made that up, which I'm inclined to believe now that this fart story was made up too. It actually wasn't. That's the funny part. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. Um, Oh, uh, speaking of uh, poo, <laughs> um, at one point I used to work at uh, Chapters downtown, the one that was downtown. Oh, yeah. I remember I, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was, and it was only seasonal. I was only there for like the Christmas uh, season because, mm. you know, they need extra employees. And I, I didn't witness this and I'm happy I didn't. But one of the employees told me that this one. <laughs> oh, God. This one. <laughs> I can't even say <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, this one time, uh, because they have bathrooms at chapters. Apparently, some guy decided to take his poop and wrap it up in toilet paper into little balls and place it underneath the seat, like just a bunch of little balls underneath the seat, and then close the seat on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, what is going through people's Why? mind? Why? God. Uh, oh, just speaking of <laughs> jobs, like that, that job is what, is what I would call the sort of medium of minimum wage jobs where mm. I'm, I'm enjoying the job, but at the same time, it's kind of like there's stuff that really bugs me about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I loved, I loved working in the, the kids section downstairs with all the toys oh, and yeah. stuff because, uh, you were allowed to play with the toys and you could do like a day where it's like, okay, kids get around, let's read a story, you know? And I like oh, the kids station, but a thing I hated about working at chapters was, uh, the type of customer service they made us do. And mm. this was something I always, even when I was a customer, before I started working there, I always hated about chapters was how aggressive their customer service is. Um, mm. And I know why, because I got the behind the scenes being trained is that they're like, go, go up to everybody, ask them if they need help, talk to them, share stories with them, uh, oh this and that fun facts, suggest books. And all. it's like, dear Lord, like customers don't want this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as a customer, if someone's trying to talk to me and tell me a story, I'm like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Like I'm here to browse unless for whatever reason we hit it off in some way, which can happen for the mm-hmm. most part. It's like, don't bother me. You know, like if yeah. I need help, I'll come to you. I'll ask you for help. And I don't see any problem with like, you know, you're walking around and if you see a customer looking kind of lost being like, Hey, um, need any help? If you need any help, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm around, you know, like nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it, when it gets to a point that the manager's like, go ask that person if they need help. And I'm like, I already did. And they're like, well, go ask them again. And I go up to them. I'm like, Hey, do you need any help? They're like, no, you already asked me. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I walk away and then the manager comes back and they're like, Hey, go ask that person for help. I'm like, you already sent me to that person twice. They're like go again. And I go again. And they're like, why are you asking me a third time? Like, Oh my God. You know, it's, and even as a customer, when I'd walk into chapters, like immediately, Hello, sir, do you need any help? It's like, I just walked in, like, give me a minute to even think about what I might want. Go yeah. The second floor. Cause I know fiction's on the third floor. So I'll go up to second floor right away. Oh, is there anything you want? I just got off the escalator. Can you, like, <laughs> can you give me a second to like get off the escalator here? 
go up to third floor immediately. Hello, sir. Can we help? No, like I just went up two flights of stairs. Both times I rejected them. Can you please just let me browse first and let me just see what I might want? Like, leave, stop. You get up to the very top. You 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 find like a whole mob of chapters in place. Hello, sir. Do you need any help? No, no. Stop following me. (laughs) And like, I was good with like organizing the books, putting them away and all that. But yeah, the customer service stuff is really what like killed me because they're like, tell a story. I'm like, what kind of fucking story am I supposed to tell? Like somebody was once, like, oh, do you have a time? Yeah, someone was, was like five years old. Yeah. Someone was like, do you have a Atlas Shrug by uh, Ayn Rand? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go find it. I'm like, tell a story, tell a story. Hey, did you know that um, they made a movie adaptation of this? <laughs> they're like, no. I'm like, yeah. They're like, cool. Great. Well, here's your book. Enjoy. Like, uh, like what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, what do you want from like? Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was just awful. And then yeah. seeing coworkers who look miserable, but then the minute like a customer comes, they put on the customer service face. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, it's Lord. so fake. It like, hello, how are you doing today? Oh, do, do, do. And I'm like, oh my, like, it's so fake. It's so just be genuine. Just be genuine. I don't like you could be happy, but that's so fake. Uh, that that's the thing. I'd rather have genuine customer service. If an employee is not having a good day and they're like, hey, I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm having a bit of a rough day, but I'm still going to help you. I'd be like, cool, that's fine. You know, compared to someone acting all fake in my face, like, hello, how can I help you today? It's like, okay, Keebler Elf, like, back off. I don't, I don't need, I don't need uh. this. Yeah, being in a oh God, being in an environment where you have to upsell everything is just uh, I can't even imagine how draining that must be. Yeah, I've been especially lucky when, enough to be able to avoid that. Yeah, especially when you're at the cat like you're working the cash and the biggest thing is that you have to sell the plum cards to people. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they brought me to the side. They're like, so um you have the lowest percentage of plum cards sold. Uh like, yeah, you have to bring those numbers up. I'm like, what do you want from me? I'm telling people, do you want a plum card? They say no. What What do you want me to do? Uh, I'm not going to harass them to the point that they get a plum. And it happened once that I'm like, do you want a plum card? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you could. I'm like trying to sell. She's like, okay. It took forever to do the plum card that we didn't even finish it. She's like, you know what? Forget it. This is, I don't care. And then she like left. And I'm like, well, uh, like, what do you want me to do? If people uh, don't want it, they don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's, clearly you're supposed to just like, yeah, clearly you're supposed to break them into buying. Yeah. It's essentially that's, you know what? That's the best way to describe it. Customer service uh, at chapters is harass the customer to the point that they just give in. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh. No, it's just a bunch of chapters employees who just don't understand consent and that no means no. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh my God. That is oh not God. a good chapters. way to do business, man. It's not oh. a good way to conduct any human interaction, really. Oh, boy. Uh, any final thoughts on minimum wage? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> on a, you know what? It's hard to end this topic on a happy note. <laughs> Let's... I know. It's, and it's just because so many stories keep popping up. Um, Honestly, I think that, you know, I may not have been happy to do these jobs while I was doing them, but I have to admit they did give me a lot of, they did give me a lot of experience in Mm -hmm. terms of like just how to deal with people. 
And they, you know, they taught me some valuable lessons in that regard. And, you know, it also gave me some good creative inspiration as well. So <laughs> I can't, you know, I have to be, I got to be grateful for that. Yeah, definitely agree with the creative inspiration. Um, <laughs> I do think minimum wage jobs are like, they are important in terms of, you know, for like teenagers, like teenagers just starting off in the job force, uh, yeah. just starting to learn how to make money and save money and start, mm -hmm. you know, uh, purchasing things themselves and gaining that experience, like work ethic, just general work ethics and how to mm. work with people, how to deal with customers, like all those basics. I think, yeah, like minimum wage jobs are very valuable uh, for teenagers and, you know, early young adulthood. Uh, yeah. What bugs me is that when you become like a late adult and earlier later, and you feel forced to take a minimum wage job. And that's where I'm like, you know what, up to a certain point, there sh we should be trying to get adults into more skilled work, or even if they are at a job like that, like, come on, pay them a living wage, like a teenager getting Seriously. paid minimum wage, a teenager getting paid minimum wage, like whatever. What would they, it's not like they have a, a bills to spend on and stuff. And like I said, mm. it helps them. It teaches you how to save money and how to make money and all that yeah. but you know but you're trying to pay your rent and your heat bill and your yeah. your your yeah it, it just gets to a point where it's like okay i need to be i need to be making more and and yeah, i need to have some benefits in place so that you know yeah if i get sick or you know i need to go to the dentist you know i can i have those things covered because those are you know <laughs> it's not like anybody like you know, we, we just, we need, we need that. Yeah. Especially as you get older, right. Your body starts falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you're young, you know, even people who have like chronic illness, yeah, you know, exactly, they need, yeah. you need to purchase a lot of medications. Like, yeah, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to invalidate um, those experiences. I was just saying like no, the no. norm, like, you know, like let's say you and me as 21 year olds, like we were relatively healthy you know what i mean yeah we were but yeah, yeah like i it, obviously people with chronic illness are that are the exception to that well they're yeah and i mean you know disabled people are like the world's biggest they're the world's largest minority apparently yeah. and anyone can become you know anyone can become part of that so that's 100 true yeah yeah um and i do think yeah because i always hear these stories about like you know, the, the single mothers who mm. have, let's say three to four kids, but mm -hmm. they're in a position in life where they, they didn't get a chance to get skilled work that mm -hmm. pays like high wages. So they're stuck working at a Tim Hortons or working at uh, McDonald's or any menial job like that. And they're getting paid minimum wage. It's like, fuck, like, throw these people a bone like yeah my god yeah. they have three kids there, there, there's got to be programs in place for because some people unfortunately have circumstances in their lives that are just unfortunate and things happen and it forces them to be in those kind of positions and there should mm -hmm. be help there for them to at least because here's the thing if this single mom uh she was put in a position that she has to take this minimum wage job. If instead she's taking this minimum wage job, but there's a program in place that uh, single mothers, let's say get 20 an hour, you know, like just, mm. just shooting. It's, it's decent amount that they can pay their bills, take care, do what they need to do, but also gives them a chance 
to be able to like spend on classes to learn a skill to help yeah. them get a better or at least the or or even better give them this amount and the part of the program is getting them classes to mm-hmm. teach them a skill so they can get a job and get higher wages to take care of their kids yeah yeah honestly like a lot of these problems yeah there's a way to you know ubi has been floated around a lot especially yeah. during the especially during the pandemic people have been discussing it a lot more mm-hmm as a potential, like, you know, viable solution for just, you know, ending poverty, helping, like helping young parents, especially young mothers who are, who are, you Mm -hmm. know, are, who have a bunch of kids and who are trying to, I mean, we saw Serb work for a bunch of months. Yeah. And Um, imagine the, the only, the only downside to that was like, we got taxed so heavily on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah we're gonna be any any social program is gonna require a certain amount of yeah but you know what i would rather i would rather be taxed but knowing that my taxes are going to help people Mm -hmm. and like allow people to live better lives so you know for like healthcare, somebody's sick but thanks to my the taxes i've paid like they'll be healed and it won't be too expensive for them you know oh my taxes went to this poor family who before couldn't even afford food but now they can have a meal every night like exactly if my taxes go to stuff like that i'm totally i'm totally happy because that's what a society is supposed to be like all of us looking out for each other. We're just a big community, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, we're never going to come close. We're never going to come to an ideal utopia, but I think that's probably the closest we can probably, this is probably the closest we can get, you know? Yeah. Just- I mean, utopias are impossible. There's no such thing as a perfect, yeah, but, <laughs> a perfect system. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but you know, a government that, at least tries to look out for its people. Yeah. You know, all, all of its people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We went profound. Uh, at the we end went there uh, with yeah, uh, we got minimum really, wage got jobs really from there. talking about people <laughs> crapping on toilets to. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the beauty of these conversations. They can go from, from, from poop to profound. Yeah. From poopy to profound. <laughs> poopy. Profound poopy. <laughs> um, you know oh, what? A- I will say this though. Like now the position I'm in it, I'm in now, I'm done with minimum wage jobs. Like mm. I know my worth as an employee now. Uh, yeah. there's no way I'm going back to that. And mm-hmm. it, it and it's not just the wages. It's just the way they treat their employees. Right. Like minimum wage workers are treated the worst out of any workers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of like, I'm obviously not talking about like sweatshops and slave labor here, though. Those are obviously (laughs) way worse, but I'm talking uh, those are unconscionable, but yeah, yeah, in terms of legal work, Mm -hmm. um, minimum wage workers are, treated like crap they're treated the worst and mm. it's really become an exception to the rule when there's a minimum wage worker who's at a great job you know like oh yeah mm. i get paid minimum wage but i love my job everything's great like that's the exception now which is insane mm. it's <laughs> so. yeah that's really sad but uh you know hopefully i don't know hopefully that'll change hopefully <laughs> the years we'll go see. by we'll see yeah. and, and, or unless we 
we get opportunities, uh, not opportunities, sorry, unless we have more people like, so like my mom, she's very, uh, she loves to get students and new people into the line of work as interns, like hmm. paid interns, right? Ah. Uh, she, she likes to give them those opportunities because, you know, she was young once and she wanted opportunities. So she loves to give opportunities to those who need hmm. it, uh, which awesome. is very nice. And I know I've, you know, that mentality is obvious has definitely rubbed off on me where I know mm. if I do get into a place where I can hire interns or hire, you know, like uh, PAs or like lower positions uh, for, you know, people who might need it or want the experience, I will do it. Like if, if mm. I'm in the position to be able to do it, I know I will definitely try to give the opportunity to those who are having a little more difficulty getting those opportunities. Yeah. Oh, I would want to do the same if I were in that kind of position for sure. Yeah. But uh, that's a topic for another time because uh, <laughs> career jobs is another topic that we might like that's in our little Tupperware of topics. So yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun one. Cause then that's getting more specific into what we're actually doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. But till then um, I'm Bosco. And I'm Vishesh. And that was two halves of one idiot. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.